Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? This Golden Spaces is an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We are here to talk about the Warriors. A win. At this point, I feel like sometimes the fan base, even though they're excited for the wins, don't get excited for the wins when it's at home because you're like, oh, well, let's see what they're going to do on the road. But for tonight, they did what they had to do. And um, we're going to get into it. Before we get into it, like, ladies, I just want to let y'all know this is not planned. Justin and this wife beater is setting the thirst trap. (laughs) Oh, um, it's like I don't know what's going on here so um, you know try to contain yourself okay ladies okay <laughs> so, wow I'm just saying I mean probably going here with a wife beater you know <laughs> it's good vibes. The Warriors won. That's 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 all this is. It's just good vibes. Do they call right it like in other states, or is that just a New York thing? Oh yeah. No, no, yeah. We should okay. probably change the name of it. That's that's just not a good name for it's anything. It's really not. It's not. I just call him a beater. I just call it a beater. I don't put the wife in front. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But no. Let's get to this game. So, Justin, like mad people. So I, I sort of low, low key. I want to say low key because I didn't mean it as disrespect, but I can understand how it came off like that. Um, we sort of kind of both did it. But when we talked in the last episode and we talked about, you know, like what would need to happen for the Warriors to get five or six, we kind of only discussed the Clippers and the Lakers. And we didn't really mm-hmm. acknowledge the Pelicans. I mean, we kind of did, but we didn't, right? And then I continued it and made it worse. And I don't remember if it was the same day that we did the pod or the next day. I don't know. But, oh, it was when they lost. I think it was maybe before we hopped on the pod or after. I don't remember. The same night. But I, I basically said, like, that the Warriors control their own destiny, right? Because mm-hmm. I was saying that because people were like, well, they got a because I I kind of broke down like you know the the Clippers and Lakers play each other and I was like ah you know the Pelicans are right behind but basically I was like we know one of the Lakers or the Clippers are going to lose Wednesday like they're playing each other so someone is going to take the necessary out so as long as the Warriors just win like they control their destiny still so like you don't have to go so crazy over this loss right but in theory technically that was not true because. You also needed the Pelicans to lose. But in my mind, the Pelicans were never winning four games. So that was like a factor. So it was sort of like, I didn't explicitly say that, but it was implicit in my, you know, prediction. So like, well, you need two of, and I'm just like, well, 
first of all, none of these teams are winning out the rest of their games, but I for sure know the Pelicans are not winning out. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry. And the Pelicans did lose tonight. So now I can comfortably say the Warriors control their own destiny. So y'all can stop like going crazy, but maybe they won't because I know people are going to be worried about what they do on the road. So you know, it is what it is, but the Warriors won tonight. They beat OKC without Klay Thompson on the floor and got contributions from a lot of people. Um, I'm sure it was frustrating for a lot of people because they were down most of the game. They didn't lead until the fourth quarter. Um, like a habit, not a habit, but like just a, a pattern that you've pointed out all season, which is teams just be shooting hot against us, like on some next level type stuff and like you pointed out because you did a because like justin like justin's you know the brains of this operation and uh <laughs> you you point out like that like no it's really just versus us and it's not a defense thing like you broke down like yeah sometimes okay fine little defense but like you you showed and discussed like how like this is good defense and they're just making tough shots and it's like this thing with the warriors so was that was that at play tonight for okc or what what was going on yeah i think it was definitely at play tonight i think they were playing with a little bit of desperation you know like okay guys are just hitting tough. Well, well both teams were playing with desperation but i think okc it showed up in their shot making um you know guys like shay not he, he'll hit threes, but he's not a three-point shooter. He's a driver. He gets to the to the paint, shoots his mid-ranges and stuff like that. Hits two threes in the first quarter. Um, I think Jalen Williams hit two threes in the first half as well. He's about like a 34% shooter, 35% shooter. Definitely on low volume. Like these are all drivers. I think OKC leads the league in drives per game. And they just came out just hitting hitting hella threes. Like I want to say they hit 17, 18 threes maybe this game. And that's a lot of threes right and when they weren't hitting threes they were getting to the paint and on the occasion where the warriors defense was good enough to contain the dribble they're shooting contested mid-ranges over guys and they're just hitting them and hitting them and hitting them i'm like all right so everybody's kevin durant tonight right like this is a, a right. okc team full of kds um but you know when it was winning time they they buckled down and got enough stops to win but for the majority of that game okc was just on a heater everybody on the team was on a heater Mm. Well, it didn't matter because the Warriors, as our producer Greg put it right in the title, overcame a 10-point halftime deficit um, to come back and win the game. And he says behind Curry's 34 points, and yes, Steph did do the damn thing, but Jordan Poole, huge in that fourth quarter huge in the fourth quarter and actually before i get to jordan Poole, how about your boy moody tonight moody showed up i told people he's ready stay ready um yeah hit shots play defense like there was a few instances where you can see he was kind of a little bit you know not as sharp because he hasn't been playing so there were some things that you know he was kind of behind the play a little bit but you know, the plays where he did make, they were huge plays. He got a, a big dunk in the game. Yeah, he was just a smart player. And he looked like the Moody that we saw last year, right? Or like what we expected him to take that next step where he could chip in 10 points and get some rebounds and do stuff like that. So really happy to see how he played. 
Um, not sure how much he'll play going forward with Wiggins coming back very soon. And, and Clay obviously not going to be out for the rest of the season, but he played, he, he did his part tonight. Yeah, he did. I was happy for him that he got that little burn. Um, Kevin Looney again with the rebounds. Like, I mean, he's just incredible. Um, but yeah, Jordan, I, first of all, before the postseason begins, I'm going to need Jordan to like, figure out what's going on with his free throws. He missing a little bit too many for me. Um, but that aside, that aside, Jordan was huge in the fourth quarter. Huge. Yeah, I think he had, what, 18? 18 in the fourth quarter? Yeah. He shot himself in the rhythm. He was not on for majority of the game. Um, he was turning the ball over. And then I think, I mean, like we always say, he was more decisive. He started hitting shots. He was making quick decisions, whether they were good or bad. Some of the shots that he took were like, oh, and then he ended up making them and we're like, whoa, hooray, right? Like, but they were quick decisions. That's the that's the difference between him making a huge impact on the game and him making a huge negative impact on the game. When he starts to dance a little bit too much, try to spin moves and all of that, loses the ball. But that fourth quarter, he was like, I'm before I catch the ball, I know I'm gonna shoot, I know I'm gonna drive, and I'm gonna play like that. And that's that's what he did. And then good things happened based off that. For sure. Draymond was huge defensively. Dante and GP2 just impact plays all over. I mean, how how have you felt about GP2 since his return? It looks like they're kind of slow walking him a little bit. Um, I think they're trying to monitor how his body responds to more minutes and stuff like that. I'm not sure if he's like 110% back healthy. But he looked good. He had a good monster, like, put-back dunk early in the game. Um, you know, just on-ball defenses there. And we finally got a kind of like a glimpse of what him and Dante could look like together on the court for an extended period because we've seen, like, a one- or two-minute stretch or one- or two possessions. But we hadn't seen them, like, for three, four, five minutes in a row playing together. We finally saw that their ball pressure really affects teams, right? Like, OKC – is a perimeter-based team, right? They don't have a ton of like front court players that can really hurt you, but all of their all of their backcourt guys are tall, like and you know Shea six six, Jalen Williams six six, Josh Giddy six eight, right? They got ball handlers that are really tall, and and you can bother those type of guys by getting shorter, quicker guys like Dante and GP two to get under their handle, force them to change direction and stuff like that. So that's how they really bothered them later in the game, and they really couldn't get anything clean. Um, you know, at the end, other than Shea, you know, a few mid-range pull-ups that you really aren't going to stop with anybody. But really, really happy to see, like, Gary and oh, what I call him, like, coffee and cream go out there and really wreak havoc defensively behind Draymond or in front of Draymond. <laughs> and, of course, I mean, what else can you say about Steph, you know, especially after the, the Denver shooting game? Nice way to bounce back. Does not seem like he's going to get the 50-40-90 this year, unfortunately. But um, still incredible game, nonetheless. Yeah, I think he saw, like, early on what he needed to do. Once, you know, Clay's out, no Wiggins. It, it was one of those games, I tweeted earlier in the, in the night, it was one of those 2021 games where it's like, all right, Steph, we need you to go for 40 or close to it in order for us to be in the game. And he kept them close until JP went crazy in the fourth quarter. He was the reason why the game wasn't a 20-point deficit, um, hitting shots, timely shots, and just doing doing Steph things the whole night. <laughs> yes, <that's 
<laughs> exactly. For sure. I mean, look, they they did what they had to, and like they truly controlled their destiny. So you know, um, it'll be interesting to see who they're gonna ultimately end up playing. You know, um, but good win, good win. Everyone should feel good about it. And two more games left. They got Sacramento in Sacramento, and then they got um, the the Trailblazers in Portland. Now, what's interesting, though, is um, Sacramento is still two games behind Memphis. So I don't know by the time they play that game, like, if they're going to be like, I mean, they're young, but I mean, you know, Fox had something going on earlier, you know, with his, I think it was his hammy, um, um, their center, what's his name? Sabonis. Sabonis. I mean, he's been playing all year with like the finger or whatever, but I mean, they're not going to catch Memphis. So this might be a time for them to say, let's just get a little extra rest for our guys. You know, I don't know, like, because I mean, right now at this point in the season, have we split or have they won the last one? I know we've won one, but is this the third or the fourth matchup between them? I want to say the it has to be the fourth because they're in the same division, but I don't remember playing them three times for some reason. Yeah, but sometimes uh, even when you're in the same division, you only play three and not four. So, yeah, okay, then it, then it has to be the third one. Yeah, they split. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess because, like, there's always the, like, well, we don't want to play them again, like, right before, or we don't, you know? So, like, Mike Brown might do some mind games. Unless they just have, like, some other kind of goals in mind, they might want to get to 50 wins on the season. So, it could, like, I just, I, I, I'm just wondering if they're going to actually play, you know, their, their guys, because they don't, you know, Memphis Grizzlies, let me see. Memphis Grizzlies have three games left. So technically, mm -hmm. technically, they can still catch Memphis and they owe the tie break. But they would need Memphis to, to lose two games out of the next three. And the Grizzlies, I mean, the Grizzlies have the Pelicans and Bucks. And Thunder, so it is possible they could lose two of the next three. It's Grizzlies at Pelicans, Grizzlies at Bucks, and Grizzlies at Thunder. So it's three away games. So yeah, they're probably gonna play. Because the yeah, Pelicans, the Pelicans I, lost tonight. So that's true. They so plan, they're gonna be playing with desperation too. Yeah. Yeah. I just checked. It is this is the fourth game. You do play, I think you play all your division. Um, teams four times like minimum so it's conference that you don't always play it's division yeah. you always play four but conference it could be three times right right so okay. they played yeah. Sacramento three times within like their first like 11 games the they Warriors won two of them right the Warriors did win two of those yep okay so yeah two. so they might want to even the season series I think they're going to play when I just looked at the Grizzlies schedule they're going to because I mean the Bucks don't necessarily have anything to play for but the, the, I mean, the, Pelicans, might... the Pelicans and Thunder still do. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are trying to hold off Boston. I don't know how close Boston is to them in the standings. No, I think Boston is because Boston lost tonight to the Sixers. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So they're yeah, three games. Yeah, Boston is not. Yeah. So you know, unless it's just like an MVP thing for Giannis, but I think he pretty much knows he's in third and he's not going to get it, even though his coach tried to make a little push. So. I mean, look, if they if all the teams play that they're supposed to play, those are three hard games for Memphis to win on the road. So losing two is definitely possible. And on that alone, because I don't think you think the um, the Kings want to see the Warriors or the Lakers, for that matter. They probably really would want what of the three, the Clippers, the Clippers, right? Would be definitely. my guess. They definitely they what they said the they said the record for points against the Clippers that game, right? Like both because, them and the Clippers for all those points. Yeah, because like in theory, if it was like them at two, and like the Pelicans at seven, you know they'd probably feel better about that too. So they probably really want to get to two rather than like remaining in three. So. You know, it's a lot of reasons for them to go for it. Hoping Memphis loses 50 games for the season, tie the regular season series with the Warriors. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's going to sure. be, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a game. So, um, but yeah, the Warriors need to just win one more game to pretty much, I think, be good for the sixth seed. But, um, they should win out. The thing is, if the war, if the Lakers somehow manage to pull off winning out, if they well, look, they they had to beat Utah tonight in overtime, so <laughs> they they had to go to overtime tonight to beat Utah. Yeah, people are sold on the Lakers somehow. Um, I don't think they're the best matchup for the Warriors in particular, just because of AD, but. They haven't beaten anybody that's good since the trade deadline. They haven't played anybody that's good, really. So people are just, oh, the Lakers are going all the way. Like, okay, we'll see. Like, we'll see. I mean, I don't believe that at all. But I guess my point is that, like, if they somehow manage to win out, then they would take fifth over the Warriors because they would finish, with which I think is fine. But I don't think that they – I think they would want to be in the sixth spot and not the fifth. So I could easily see like them being like, all right, we're going to rest the last game because we got it. Like if they, you know, like, but it depends on like what the Clippers do. Right. So. um, I think I read something about LeBron being questionable for tomorrow night's game or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I knew that game was going to be interesting with them, like, on a back-to-back. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I I feel like the Clippers are probably going to be pretty desperate. Russ is going to be, you know, on one, which can be good or bad. And I don't know. I don't know who's going to win, but I think the Clippers might win that game. Yeah, I think that'll be that'll be good for the for the whole thing for the Warriors if the Clippers win and then it just kind of puts pressure on everybody and makes it a little weird um but at the same time the Lakers winning out and getting fifth and the Clippers losing two games I think would be a pretty good scenario for the Warriors as well because it'll just you know put the Warriors in at six the Lakers at fifth and then it's just like okay Lakers Suns Nuggets all y'all over there Warriors, we'll be over here with the Kings and the Grizzlies and all those people. So either way, either way, I think it's it's good, obviously, because one of those teams got to lose. 
Yeah. So we'll see. We'll 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 see how it um ends up. Um Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I have no sense of how this is going to turn out. So, whatever. <laughs> right. I like I I just really can't call it. I still don't know if the Warriors are going to be 5th or 6th. So, um but whatever, moving on. All NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So we we got good news. We got good news. Andrew Wiggins is returning this week, and you and I sort of anticipated that uh, in the last episode. What we don't know is if he will play at all before the postseason begins. Um, so... I know on the last episode we said like, oh, if he comes back, maybe it would be for like the Sacramento game because they have like, you know, two days off after this game. But it, it sounds like earlier tonight in the post game, which I haven't had the chance to listen to, but that Kerr kind of dismissed the notion of him being back in the next few days. So maybe he plays the last game. Maybe he plays the last game. I don't know. I mean, I know last year with Steph, they brought him back off the bench and they did just bring him back for the postseason, right? Like Steph didn't come back and play any games. Um, This is a little different because it's not an injury, right? It's a conditioning thing. It's not an injury. So um, I don't know if they'll feel like they need to take the same caution. Cause I mean, when Clay and Dre didn't have their conditioning, they just like, they weren't playing full minutes, but they could still play. So I don't know where they're going to land on that. Whereas like Steph was coming off an injury. The other thing too about Andrew is that the last time he was away from the game for a while, it took him some time to get back into a rhythm. So especially if the Warriors aren't going to be playing in the play-in, I'm not sure if they want to just really have like all that time without him playing at all. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah. Um, last time he had like a big absence. I think it took him about five or six games for him to look like, you know, back or at a, at a good level. And then he got sick. And then after he got sick, it took him about seven or eight games. I remember it wasn't until that Wizards game um where people were like okay he's finally kind of back into his his all-star level self and you know if they play depending on who they play in the first round I don't think he'll need to be all the way back yet it's just kind of like a um you know can he play defense can he rebound can he hit an open shot right you don't have to be locked down Jason Tatum and go out and give you 20 and 10 rebounds you don't got to be that yet but, and you had a really great thread on that. So I actually, can you break that down so people understand like why you're saying it depends on the matchup and all of that? Because I thought it was really insightful. For sure, for sure. He He's our big wing, big wing stopper, right? Um, and, and against a team that has a lot of athleticism and size, you're going to need a guy like him to finish inside and, and generate easy points at the rim. So let's say your matchup is Phoenix, right? A team that has 
a score on the perimeter in, in Devin Booker and another big wing who's obviously a dominant scorer in Kevin Durant, you would probably need Wiggins to be close to his best version of himself to play against Kevin Durant because he's one of the greatest players of all time, right? Um, if you play a team like the Kings, where they're winning. Oh, not close, nah. I just wanted to, to just make that clear. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's no, no argument there. But against a team like the Kings, where their best players are a point guard and a center, their their wings and stuff like that, Kevin Herter, you know, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, those guys are shooters. They can hit shots, but they're not guys that's gonna really break you down off the dribble and do stuff like that. So um, he'll just need to be a positional defender against those guys. He can kind of get his legs under him against a team like Sacramento. Same way with the with like Memphis or, you know, other teams like that. Like if you play the Lakers and you got to see LeBron, you need Wiggins to be Wiggins. If you got to see KD, you need Wiggins to be Wiggins. You got to see Kawhi. You know what I mean? If you see a superstar or an all-star level wing, then Wiggins is going to need to be at that all-star level to match them. But if not, he can kind of slow walk it. And that's kind of kind of the reason, another reason why you want to see Sacramento in the first round, because, you know, the, the main defensive assignments are going to be on like Gary and, you know, Kaminga and Draymond and Looney. And Wiggins can kind of get his legs underneath him, guarding shooters and stuff like that before he really has to pick up his assignment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, okay. Just leave it to Justin to always make some good points. I thought it was a really good thread. So make sure you're following the package, JG. And if you're not, go do it right now. Um, it was a good thread. <laughs> and he always has a lot of those. Um, I'm just happy Wiggs is back. It was good to see him on the bench. You know, he looked happy. Um, he was really seemed to be thankful of the, the the way the team supported him and gave a shout out to the fans, even though a lot of y'all was actually crazy. So, you know, hopefully it's not any of the listeners of Golden Spaces pod, but some of y'all fans don't deserve that kindness he was uh doling out um but nonetheless he did so he shouted out the fans um you know look i i think there are people who are still questioning whether this story is real that they're telling us and i'm just like who cares bro like he's back that's how i feel about it and um but i'm like i don't have a reason to doubt it so it's like he was taking care of something related to his family. It's his father. And it's like all of that extraness, all the the gossip, the spreading rumors about him, his family, having his partner have to like come out and tweet. It's like, look, y'all did all of that for it to be, again, something that was not really any of our business, but for it to be his father, you know? So um, I hope his father's doing better. I hope he's doing well. I hope wigs and his family's mentals are okay but it's also definitely very you know good to have him back definitely i mean i think just from a vibe standpoint morale team morale i'm sure it was a boost for all those guys i saw him like laughing with gary and you know when all those guys are together you can just see his good energy um and and they feed off that type of stuff and they're going to need it because they've been kind of not necessarily running on fumes but they've been playing a lot of minutes a lot of high stakes games more than they really have wanted to. And they're going to need all the energy they can get. So in addition to the energy he brings just by himself playing, I think just him being around and being in good spirits and everything kind of trending in the right direction for him. I think that'll be a huge boost for them to finish and go into the playoffs. 
So as he's trying to get his legs back and his conditioning and all of that, what do you think Kerr's game plan is going to be? Is it going to be more Kaminga? What What do you anticipate Kerr doing? Or is that also matchup dependent? I think it's matchup dependent. I think Kerr wants to try Kaminga a lot. But, I mean, we saw tonight he – I think he wanted to start Kaminga and he only feels comfortable playing Kaminga heavy minutes. If lamb is next to him or a shooting forward yeah. next to him, that's why lamb got the start. And then Kaminga just didn't really play that well. Um, he wasn't making good decisions offensively and Shay is just, he just kind of figured him out. You see a player enough times. I think this is the third time they've played OKC. The first time Kaminga really got the, the better of him defensively. And I think he just kind of figured out Kaminga and, you know, you got a player that good is is going to happen at some point. So it wasn't a Joku game today. It, was, it happens sometimes, but I think he wants to try Kaminga. And if Kaminga isn't up to the challenge that day, I think he just leans into Dante, 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 because Dante doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. There's some he has his limitation. You say he's kind of like Sean. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm I would love in terms of like the way, not like positionally but just the way like hers like right steady he's real steady yeah like sean didn't make i mean he's foul three-point shooters a little bit too much for my liking but <laughs> outside of that yeah. um he was pretty steady yeah that's what dante is and i mean dante has his limitations like athletically and size wise there's just some things he's just not going to be able to do well um but other than that you know he's gonna be locked in iq and you know if he if a mistake is made, it's because he's too small. That's literally it. So, yeah, hopefully Kaminga can learn from this game, though, and just kind of apply it going forward so he makes less mistakes because they can benefit from his size and athleticism being on the court a lot more often. For sure. Um, you know, before we wrap up this, I, like, there's times I'm really critical of um, Fitz and Kalena. Like, I just, like tonight I had to like um listen to them. So cause sometimes I listen on mute or I might listen to the other broadcasts, but for certain reasons I had to like listen to the Warriors broadcast. So there were points, of course, where I was just like rolling my eyes and they were driving me crazy. But one thing I will say, I want to give them props tonight. So I said all that as a preface to say. You know, when the game was basically ended and the Warriors won, they were talking about it, talking about it. Fitz got to be one of the best hype men there is, you know, because he's just like, come on. So he's saying all this stuff. But he's like, who's beating this team four times? And he's just like going on and on. And Kalena's just like spitting. And I was just like, you kind of are spitting, though. You know what I'm saying? They were like, in their bag. They were in their bag. You heard it, right? Like at the end. So... Shout out to them for that. Because, like, when you need them to get you amped, particularly Fitz, he can do that. It's just, like, as the game is going and, like, the, oh, no, don't want to take it to trouble. Oh, oh, it's good. Like, please, calm his, down. His, his catchphrase, it's the worst of all worlds, that is, like, so terrible. Like, follow three-point shooter, they make it. This is the worst of all worlds. It's like, bro, relax. This one play, <laughs> You're making it sound like it's so, like, so like dramatic, terrible. like yeah, stressful, so and like causing like stop being this dramatic. <laughs> right. um, 
Um, it's so funny. He's like, but it's also funny, like how he be just the shade he be throwing at some of these teams who don't know what you are. He's like, oh, hey, they never shoot this well, or he, you know, he throws. <laughs> me, me as fuck. That's how I be. I'm like, bro, like. It's no way yeah. these dudes are really shooting like this right now. It's it's sad. I mean, he's being mad shady. He's like, they were never gonna sustain that. It's just so come back down to earth. <laughs> oh my god! So that was uh, fun to uh, listen to. So shout out to Fitz and Kalena. Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So, Justin, I mean, we sort of took a look around at the uh, the standings and stuff to see where everybody is. So, I mean, right now, the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers are all still... The Warriors are just in fifth right now because they've won one more game, but they all have the same number of um losses and tomorrow night will be a big night not for us but it'll be a big night for the two la teams but it will impact us and so we'll know a little bit more after tomorrow night so i mean you still would like to play the 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 kings it sounds like yeah uh, i think that would be a, a better matchup especially with wiggins kind of walking walking in you know, the way he is. Yeah. Well, let's see. Excuse me. I feel like the Warriors deserve a little luck. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like they do. They definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had to like deal with a lot this, this year. So I feel like a little nice luck a close team they don't have to travel you know it's it's the right kind of matchup for them you know um but i definitely want to see the suns they be they they just you know i don't care that much about the lakers like i see warriors fans who are like so like crazy over the lakers whether it's if we play them or not just don't like, I don't care about the Lakers. Like, they still don't move me, even with what they're doing right now. They don't move me. Um, and I'm just like, the LeBron thing, been there, done that. Like, like you know, it, it's, I don't care about that. But the Suns? I want to play the Suns. I really do. I, I really do. We'll, well, yeah, I think we'll get to them. It doesn't have to be the four or five matchup, but I want to see them this postseason. I really do. I think if we get if the Warriors get six, they won't end up seeing the Suns because I do think the Suns will lose before they get to the conference finals. Denver? Probably Denver. Yeah. Um, I think the Suns don't have enough time together as a team to beat a team like Denver, who's been together all year, and then Denver is a good team. You know, even as bad as they are defensively, I think it'll be a close series, but I think Denver ultimately pulls through at the end. Could be wrong, but um, I think next next postseason might be when they see the Suns, if they don't get fifth this this year. I think if they start on two opposite ends of the bracket, they won't end up seeing each other. 
in the end. Nah, man, I need to see them. So we gotta work it out. Plus, I don't believe in Denver getting to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I've always said like they not making the finals again, but I think sometimes I'm like, please, they ain't even making the Western Conference. I don't remember what I said. So, and then you didn't have Memphis making it past what the first round or the second round. We had some takes. So I'm just wondering what's gonna come come true. Yeah, I had them losing the first round. If they see the Clippers without Paul George, then they probably beat the Clippers. Um, so I'll kind of renege on that. If they see the Clippers, if they see anybody else, they lose in the first round, in my opinion. Or Lakers that's what I'm going to predict. They would lose to the Lakers in the first round. They would lose to the Warriors in the first round. Um, no, I know us. But yeah, we wouldn't be seeing them in the first round. So I'm just looking at the teams who have the potential to be seven. So it could be Lakers, Clippers, or the Pels. Yeah, I don't know what the Pels doing though. Like, is Zion coming back? Like, if Zion plays, I don't know if the, I don't know if the Grizzlies will beat them. I don't know. I don't know if they'll be there though, like in that like level shape. Because I mean, I saw a picture of him, and it looked like. It's conditioning. Gumbo. <laughs> just that like I didn't Gumbo got him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so unfortunate because the Pelicans just have the ability to be so good, but like their stars can't stay healthy. You know, many just got their stars, um, their people hurt at the wrong time because many could have definitely gave them a challenge too. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not getting up to seven. I mean, it's it's possible, but it's kind of like a long shot. Right. Um, technically, New Orleans could lose their next game, and then Minnesota can leap up to eighth, and then they could beat whoever drops to seventh. Right. So, if the Clippers drop to seventh, then I can see Minnesota getting seventh, but based on the well, play-in. But we'll yeah. yeah, and um, the the Mavs are not going to make the postseason, Justin. They are not. I think that I saw somewhere that they about to shut Luca and Kyrie down. Oh, really? I saw that the, the I think Shams tweeted they, they were seriously considering shutting down Luca and Kyrie for the rest of the season. I mean, they can technically still make the play in. Yeah, but they are just not looking good. I mean, that trade was a. It's going to look better next season trade, but then Kyrie is like, my Magic Johnson, I ain't going to be here. Like, Kyrie. Well, I, I, I know there's starting to be a lot of scrutiny on Luca, but I don't know if people like playing with Luca. I don't know either. I mean, I, I think Dorian Finney Smith did, and they traded him out of there. <laughs> but other other ball handlers and stuff, I don't know if they do. That's something he got to get in his game, like work work out his leadership skills in his game to help complement other ball handlers and high usage players. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna matter until they play defense anyway, which right. Yeah, I mean, I just think that we all knew like they weren't gonna be like a post, like a finals team, but I thought the offense alone could at least get them like to the first round at a minimum. This is shocking. But also why I never want to hear people putting either Luca or Kyrie in conversations with Steph. Just okay. Right. Yeah, their defense is horrible. They don't have any, like, I don't think they have any positive impact defenders, really, period. Maybe Josh Green. 
Maxi Kleber, I guess. But yeah, that team is just poorly constructed at this point. It's just they traded key pieces for a redundant piece, and they just didn't do anything to fill in the gaps. So they're cooked for sure. Mm-mm-mm. Utah right there too, but they're not making it either. This is interesting. In Portland, <laughs> Dame, they say he's on the same level as Steph too. Listen. Let's go because I'm tired and these teams are foolish. But the Warriors, they are where they need to be. They did what they needed to do tonight. Two more to go, two more to go, two more to go. And we can say bye to this awful regular season and get the postseason party started. So I'm excited about that. Yep. New season once that is zero zero. Once that once that postseason starts. And again. You got to beat them four times. Don't say it. Don't say it. (laughs) Anyways, listen, y'all, thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all. Hopefully, y'all are just enjoying this win and not thinking too far ahead and stressing out about next games. Just enjoy tonight. Enjoy the win. They got the W. It was needed. Like this team always does when they need to do something when their backs are against the wall, they do it. And Jordan Poole came through in a big way for the squad tonight. So make sure y'all are showing him some love and not being over critical of him. Uh, it is Justin and Nat. It is Golden Spaces. We are an Odyssey original podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. You should also be downloading the podcast sharing it with friends, family, loved ones. Okay. Make sure you give us a review. That's positive. A five-star rating. We appreciate y'all. We can't do this without you. So we appreciate the support. We appreciate all the kind words. We appreciate you giving us your time and tuning in. And until next time, take care.